here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. Why not bring Virgil back? He's in the game. Cross promotion. Bring him back. Jeff Hawkins. We have more stories for Virgil than we have half of our mid-card. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know with your explanation how they can't bring him back at this point. This year is coming up, Virgil. He needs the money. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins, awake and alert on the other side of the country. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well, but the music's potted up a bit high compared to your mic right now. There you go. Uh, Rob, you heard me. I'm a crack addict. I'm addicted to cracking skulls when punk starts static. That's not exactly how I envisioned the show starting today, but (laughs) that's what happened. That is the ridiculous... Limp Biscuit song that plays before our match that we're reviewing. Uh, the match that we have on the top 100 countdown today is match number 47 or 49, excuse me. Uh, the Rock and Steve Austin from WrestleMania 19. And yes, that was the Limp Biscuit WrestleMania. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the favorite band in the world. WWE's favorite band. Limp nothing, but, nothing but middle fingers and metal rap. <laughs> oh my gosh, Limp Biscuit. Um, so we got Rock and Austin to talk about today on our top 100 countdown. Uh, we got the highs and lows from the WWE week that was, whatever uh, Jeffrey wants to talk about, we will talk about here on the show. Sadly, we have no more breaking ground. Breaking ground is over. Uh, so we didn't get to watch any breaking ground this week. Uh, NXT, but NXT is in a holding pattern, so N- we don't have that. NXT was the uh, best ofs. We'll get some new NXT starting up uh, this week. Uh, we got the Royal Rumble coming up next weekend. So, you know, next week will be pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, you went to the Lucha Underground tapings on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, yes. On, oh, on Sunday. Yeah. How was that experience? It was a lot of fun. Obviously, I can't talk about anything that happened there. Well, you're not supposed way. to, but you're going no. to give us every single detailed spoiler right here on the show. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, it was a lot of fun, and there's going to be some really good stuff uh, coming up around May. So, I mean, and that's when uh, I was there was for the tapings for May, I believe. For May. It's either God, May, it seems... or, May or March. I can't remember which. Oh, yeah. Seems so long from now, though. I mean, yeah, and there, it wasn't anything in order necessarily. It was uh, matches, and then they'll put them where they put them. Yeah, it's just crazy because, I mean, you're talking about watching a show for May. It'll be on half a year from now. Uh, this will be a whole month after WrestleMania, and that seems so far away, honestly. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way for my teaser. Sure. There's at least one talent on there that has gone unannounced Ooh. that one would not expect and one may not even recognize. Interesting. And that's all I'll say because everything else would make me not be able to go to the tapings ever again. And give I know us more, that. give us more, give us more. <laughs> and I know at least one person is probably listening, so I'm not going to do that. 
You're so good. Keeping yeah. uh keeping on to those legal papers that you uh, probably signed to get in there. But overall, a uh, very positive experience, I would say, in terms of uh, wrestling fandom. Brock Lesnar is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yes, he is. Going to be in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar? Would you, if you were uh, forced to bet and mm-hmm. you had Brock or Roman versus the field, uh, who would you place your money on? The field. Anyone in particular you think is going to be that uh, that spoiler for Brock and Roman? You know, after last night's Raw, which I watched this morning, yeah. I, let me I let me this, let me let me, let me stop you right there. I know we're we're on the same page on this one. Heath Slater seems to be <laughs> the number uh, one contender to win this champion. It, it makes no other sense to why they're pushing it. No, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. I. You know what? There's a there's a part of me that says Alberto Del Rio is winning the Rumble, and that he'll probably end up losing whatever spot he gets in February. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe they do Del Rio and Brock at Fastlane. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then maybe even Roman and Hunter uh, to get the rights to face whoever the tight whoever wins that match at Mania. Alberto Del Rio. Winning it's- the Royal Rumble. It's interesting. I mean, it would go into uh, it would be. Uh, something that kind of fits why they took the U.S. title off of him last night. Well, let me, yeah, let me explain my case here. Go it for was, it. T- it was taking the title off of him. If you look at the graphic for the one versus all hype, who's behind Roman's left shoulder there very prominently? It's Alberto Del Rio. When Stephanie and Vince came out, who was making way for them? Alberto Del Rio. I, I, and I think just because of the nature of how he came back to the WWE, he had to be promised something big, and this fulfills that part of his contract. Should they ever want to then get rid of him, is to have a very short world title run. So I think it might. If there's a spoiler to be had in here, I think it would be Alberto Del Rio. And Alberto Del Rio has worked with Brock Lesnar already on a major house show, and can again recreate that match and get killed by him, and then that leads into Mania. Now. It's, it, so it's a theory. Are, I mean, it's a theory. That's all it is. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Right. It's just a theory. It, it's a theory to say to explain why you would take the field because yeah, first of all, you have twenty eight people, so it could really be a number of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when everyone was betting Tiger Woods versus the field when he was at his peak. Like, yeah, Tiger's great, but I have every other golfer who could possibly win. I'm going to take the field every time. Um, as strong as a candidate Brock or Roman may be. Uh, You have Triple H out there. You have Alberto Del Rio out there based on your theory. You have AJ Styles. You have have Hiroshi Tanahashi. You have Goldberg. (laughs) You have every other wrestler in the world out there who could come in. Um, And you have The Undertaker also. Undertaker has been noticeably unnoticed over the last couple of months. Just forgotten. Yeah. And you could have a surprise return, if you will, Uh, as much of a surprise as it could be based on how Undertaker was all over pay-per-view the last part of last year, Uh, The Undertaker could come back and maybe set something up for his WrestleMania program. Uh, So, yeah, I I agree. I would go with the field, too. Um, But that was not something I had thought about, Alberto Del Rio, because, yes, he he got the U.S. title taken off of him on Raw. Callisto, Mm -hmm. the new U.S. champion, seems odd. Seems a little odd that you would not have Alberto Del Rio, at least in that uh, type of role like now he's just a guy cast away and you had Sheamus the one year win the Royal Rumble match uh, and Sheamus was kind of one of those 
picks to where no one picked him going in. It was like, okay, we have all these, uh, we have these few candidates that could possibly win. We'll throw a curveball in there and put in Sheamus and work mm-hmm. around to our title match a different way. Um, so yeah, you may, uh, you may be right there that uh, Alberto Del Rio is certainly someone to, to watch for. Uh, what do you think about him losing that U.S. championship just in a vacuum? Talking about that particular match with Callisto, what does it do for Callisto? I don't know, and and it's another one of those moves that you have to wait until the second week to see what they do with it because it feels like a move just to do something to try and pry viewers away from a very highly rated football game that's on the other channel, and they may just give the title right back on on tonight's tapings that's true they're they're doing the rematch here on uh on smackdown so in a way you could do this to where okay you have smackdown on usa you got to watch this show because alberto del rio could possibly win the title back and boom Mm -hmm. you have a title change on smackdown yeah i I, you know i i the match was fine callisto's promo beforehand felt a little cloying with the inclusion of eddie guerrero because they have to do that to, oh, you should like him. He likes Eddie Guerrero, you know, as opposed to on his own merits. But I understand why they do such things. It is. It's so shoehorned in. And Callisto didn't even know how to get there. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, Callisto just yeah. says, Eddie Guerrero. And the crowd's like, oh, did he just say Eddie Guerrero's name? Should we cheer now? Like, mm-hmm. what is we talking about? Um, they got to kind of stop doing that. I mean, if you're going to bring up people's names, at least bring them up in context and make them, you know, part of a sentence, at least. Yeah. And it gives him something to do while his partner's rehabbing. Yeah, it gives him uh, gives him something to do because Sin Cara is out for what seems to be probably a little bit. Now Callisto is a single, so uh, instead of teaming him up with the Dudley Boys every week, uh, you have him here as the United States Champion of hmm. the World. Um, one other thing on Raw I wanted to talk about: Becky okay. Lynch, best promo of her career. Becky Lynch's best promo. Hot fire coming into the ring there and beating up Charlotte. The crowd got behind her. She's yelling at Charlotte. She's going to take her title and her arm, which is great. Uh, yeah. This was the pinnacle moment that we've been waiting for ever since these uh, these women de- debuted. I mean, this is a clear-cut challenger, a clear-cut champion, two defined roles, and Becky Lynch uh, seemingly able to get the crowd behind her and a, a program that people might actually care about now. Oh, yeah. No, this is the promo I won from Becky Lynch two weeks ago. This is great. Um, and, you know, I, I'm hoping that, you know, those in the know who who comment on such things don't shade the Becky promo in favor of saying how great Charlotte was here, even though, you know, Charlotte was, was fine here. I think this was really Becky's breakout moment. I hope it continues and they continue to build on it on tonight's tapings. It was a it was a breakout moment for Becky, a breakout moment for the division, because you have, I mean, between injuries and just a lack of, you know, most of the audience caring about certain people in the division. And you kind of need this. You kind of need Becky Lynch and Charlotte to to spring up interest a little bit. And uh, Becky's doing a great job. It's amazing because I really did. I mean, when the Divas Revolution started, Becky seemed destined to be the one that was forgotten. And well, here, not, yeah. here she may end up being the one that controls the entire division. Well, not just forgotten, but made into a comedy character. And she was there for a bit. Yeah, doing unicorns and robots and, you know. Well, and being duped by everybody and always going back to that person. Well, being called the weird one, yeah, you know, because of the puns and whatnot is is just the kiss of death. So I'm very happy about this. Yeah, she's the weird one because she's the creative one and the wise one and the quick-witted one. Now, I have a question about Raw, if, if that's all we have for it. What 
because the McMahon influence here. I, I you know, the stipulation's fine for me, putting the title in there, and they're they're even making it kind of special by saying it's the first time it's been defended, kind of separating it from that 92 rumble when the title was quote-unquote vacated. So it's kind of, you know, different but similar type things. In continuity, and I know this is reading far too much into WWE writing and script writing and things like that, what is the motivation for anyone to have the WWE title in terms of what they've established on television? You might just, well, for the bad guys, it's to be the chosen one and to be the next Seth Rollins. Like, everyone oh. wants to be the chosen one. Okay, let me take that right here for, for the heel motivation. Seth Rollins was the champion. Mm -hmm. He was the chosen one, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And all they did the entire time he was the chosen one was tell him how he wasn't good enough and needed to prove himself and didn't do much for him except put him up against competition that kept on threatening to take his title away. Wasn't in any sort of power. He didn't get any sort of money out of it necessarily, or so you would think. He was there to kind of be, be told by the McMahons he wasn't good enough to be champion, correct? Right, but that wouldn't happen to me. No, okay, I can get the delusional factor out of that. that that's fine, even though they tell you on other promos that they own you and whatnot to play thing as a face. What is your motivation for this title? I think your motivation would just be that. Yes. I know it might suck once I get there, but I want to be the champion. I want to be the top guy and maybe, and, and I could get the authority to back off of me. Cause I'm not going to make the same mistakes that previous champions have. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to beat up everybody. I'm going to win every match I have. I'm going to overcome the odds. And maybe just okay. stick it to him. I mean, Roman Reigns, part of it is, you that's, know, his family tradition, but also I'm going to stick it to him. Well, that's it. That, that That's entirely it, I think. And and you kind of hit what I went on. The only reason to go be a champ is thinking you're going to be the face of the company, which is the main prize for the McMahons, or you want to tweak the McMahons and troll them by taking something that feels special to them. And in doing so, it makes the belt not all that important, to be honest with you. It's it's just a little prize to be had to keep it away from the McMahons. I mean, even TNA at its worst, you got stroke when you had the championship. Mm -hmm. You know, in ROH it, and New Japan, it proves you're the best. You're the most talented in that company. Either way, if you're in this company and you're being told you're being owned by the McMahons and whatnot, it, it's a thing where... For for lack of a better term, it's a no-win situation that you're in, and there's no real reason you should want the belt. Right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But hey, it's the WWE title. People grow up wanting to be the champion. Yeah. Okay. I could see that nostalgia purposes and whatnot, but so it's so yeah. funny so that they're... Yeah. You look at it like, I don't care what's surrounding it. I just want to be the champion. I want to be the top guy. That that must be me, yeah. and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, the, the the funny thing is, for all these promos and all these programs that have gone on the past five or six years, the guy who actually got it was CM Punk. Like, my last day on the company, I'm taking the belt that means a lot to you, and I'm going to go elsewhere and make it special. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, you know, we had, after our last show, it was revealed that John Cena was injured. 
yeah. and is going to be out for some time. Most likely missing WrestleMania, definitely out for the Rumble. Um, I'm looking at the injured list currently of WWE, and a lot's been made out of you know all the injuries that are happening on, on WWE and how the roster is so depleted because everyone's hurt. But, I mean, I, I may even be missing one or two, I think. But right now, injured list in WWE, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Sasha Banks, Cesaro, Seth Rollins. If you were to do a, uh, a Rusev. fan... Rusev. You got Rusev. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. Okay, but hold on. If you were to do a fantasy draft, say you have every WWE name, not NXT, but WWE main roster name available to you, and you were going to do a draft and take names, it is very likely that up there to Seth Rollins, I mean, all these names, the six that I listed could very well be six of your first eight picks. Oh, yeah. If you were starting a wrestling company with names and talent that are on the main roster, name value-wise, all that stuff, these are possibly your top six right now in WWE, and they're all hurt. This is insanity. If you were starting starting a sports entertainment company, would they be six of your top eight? Whatever. (laughs) Just trying to throw you off. No, I, I understand your point. Yeah, I I did so good today too, Jeff. I mean, I was looking up sound audio clips here of the Bengals' loss. I was going to make an intro all about the Bengals, but no. You know what I did? As a good friend, I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm not going to needle him. I wasn't trying to needle you here. I was just, you know. I know. I know. With with all the talk of this new Japan stuff and and people coming over and people losing their damn minds over things Twitter today. Oh man. Um, you know, I think the sports entertainment comment is relevant in some ways to get people some perspective because, you know, I, everybody, you know, AJ, the Shinsuke, Bullet Club, this, that, the other, even up to Mauro Ronaldo, you have to remember in the back of your minds, the question, do they want them for them, or do they want them to have them? Right. And we're not ever sure of that. I think I mean, I in guess- the case of Shinsuke Nakamura, it's absolutely uh, the way you said it. They want them to have them. Yeah. But how and they I, actually... Because, I, uh, I mean, Hideo Itami was kind of the same way, no? Yes. It's people... Okay, they're getting buzz in some sector that has garnered attention of the big dog in the yard. Let's minimize the attention they're getting. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like. That's what it feels like in a lot of ways. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. You don't understand. Anytime I make a point, I want to be wrong most of the time because it's my cynicism getting the better of me. And I guess Tamatanga is now being kind of cryptic on Twitter. <laughs> you know, everybody's, you know, everybody's being cryptic about injuries and where people are going. People are being cryptic about injuries because, uh, and people have brought this up, is we watched Breaking Ground. We talk about how Cal Bishop had you know, injury after injury, and they cut him for that. Yeah. So now if you're an injured WWE wrestler, do you want it to be well-known that you have an injury? No, you don't want it to be public perception that you're an injured, uh, a parentally injured person. Right. Even your bosses, your bosses may know you're hurt and you can't work and that's what's going on, but you don't want it to be a thing out there. Oh, that's Sasha Banks. She gets hurt, hurt a lot. Well, it's a catch-22 because you say something, they may get mad at you, but if you keep it secret and get hurt even worse, it's why didn't you say something? Right. Yeah. And, and there's a lot going on to it. You talk about, you know, Tama Tonga being cryptic on Twitter, New Japan Pro Wrestler. Um, 
Tomatonga, of course, is looking at Bad Luck Fale and Rocky Romero and say, maybe I'll play up these uh, these rumors of WWE going after anyone so I could get maybe a bigger push or some more money. So why wouldn't yeah. he? Tomatonga is on the cards all the way to New Beginning, though. It's not like he's going anywhere anytime soon after after January ends. Um, but, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, it was, it was uh, reported and came out. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that Shinsuke Nakamura's last date with them is going to be January 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is on his way. There's going to be a press conference on the 25th uh, to address the uh, the replacement for him, basically, at New Beginning to uh, wrestle in the Intercontinental Championship match and to uh, give focus on what Shinsuke Nakamura is going to go do. So on the 25th, we may have a better idea if he's coming to WWE or what exactly he's doing. Um, AJ, now, let me, AJ let me, Styles, just hold to on, finish. Hold on, hold on. Okay, let, me, let, me, yep. let me stop you because it, it, while we're stop on me. Shinsuke. Sure. Do you read anything into him being stripped of the IC belt? Are you in that camp or are you in the camp of no big deal, Mr. Pohl? Uh, no, I mean, it's a big deal that he was stripped of the championship just because he was the champion. Um, I don't think it's a big deal that he didn't lose to Omega right. on his way out. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's a big news story. I mean, they just kind of got ahead of everything and said, we're taking the title off of him. Now Now we can get a send-off on the 30th. Now everything can be hunky-dory. He doesn't have to worry about carrying that championship, and it's a dead title. Um, okay, you've, you've kind of clarified my question or clarified the answer what I think you mean by this but let me clarify what i'm asking is it an f you to him or is it not it is not okay in any way and i agree i agree as well i think it's just here's a clean break you have a title and because we don't want the hysteria about you losing the title to overshadow you leaving and us going on we're just going to strip you put a match that has nothing to do with you for the title and maybe put you elsewhere on the card well, think about this too i mean the guy is a little bit older mm-hmm. um you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they know what WWE is about. I fully believe they think they might get Shinsuke back within two years. I don't think they're wrong. Yeah. So if you think that you're going to get Shinsuke Nakamura back and Kenny Omega is young enough to where he still might be there, don't blow off a Shinsuke Nakamura loss to Omega right now mm-hmm. in case you want to do the big box office at Re- Wrestle Kingdom 13. So, yeah, let's not have Nakamura lose. It's definitely not nephew. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's you know you're leaving. You've made that choice. You have our championship. Uh, we're kind of limited on what we can do, uh, so we're just going to do this. We're going to take the title off of you, so you can have your send off and don't have to worry about having a loss on your way out. And I apologize. Now you can move on to AJ Styles. AJ Styles is going to be uh, likely in the Royal Rumble. Maybe. I mean, this isn't a spoiler because we don't know. Uh, just, I mean, I would think he's going to be in there. He certainly fits the bill of a surprise. That would be a fun addition to the Royal Rumble. He's got no other bookings. I mean, this guy has canceled the Ring of Honor dates he had for that entire weekend. So AJ Styles is going to be there. Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, uh, just because we talked about this last week on the show, are also on the cards all the way to New Beginning. So if they're coming to WWE, it's not it's not within the next month. Uh, and that's kind of where we stand. I mean, that the hysteria that started last week, um, you know, seven days ago, eight days ago from when we're recording here, the hysteria that's happened is still pretty thick. I mean, there's a lot of talk about these guys out there. Uh, there's a lot of excitement for AJ Styles. Uh, how do you feel now one week after the mass hysteria that we had? Are you cooled down a little bit? Are you still super excited? Uh, has any of your thoughts changed on any of these four guys? I may have been wrong that AJ Styles would not debut in the Rumble. Um, 
just talking to people not in the bubble necessarily. They they know of AJ Styles, and you know what? Oh, and I forgot about the travel factor of Royal Rumble being a destination. It is a destination, and that's kind of what I meant about the hardcores going because the Royal right. Rumble is one of two real destination shows for wwe the other being wrestlemania of course and yeah last week on the show you talked about how you didn't think aj being a surprise would be that big of a deal because you didn't know if the crowd would react to him mm-hmm. um i think there's a lot of factors that the the fact that people travel for the royal rumble uh there's the fact that yes he was a star on tna and you can argue whether that means he was an actual star or not um but he has exposure in that area it is the orlando area and People have been wanting AJ Styles to be in the uh, in the company for a long time. I mean, as much as you love AJ Styles, I think almost everyone out there probably wanted to see what he could do in WWE, especially after the mass success that Daniel Bryan had, especially after the success that Tyler Black has had. Uh, you want to see what AJ can do in that ring. So I think all those factors make uh, make it almost a guarantee that he would get a pretty great reaction coming out of the Royal Rumble. It's funny because those same fans are probably also afraid because of the quote unquote success Daniel Bryan had in the ring and they, how and he got that's there. That's true. That that's true. They may be afraid. Um, you know, all you know, all these guys are going to get buried by WWE. Uh, you want to be optimistic, I think. I mean, not just me, but I think everyone should want to be op- optimistic because I don't want to go in fearing what they're going to do with these guys. I want to be going in excited for what the possibilities are. If they don't end up meeting the expectations, well. Partly that's on me because I shouldn't have expected so much, uh, but partly it'll be a disappointment then. I don't I don't have to worry too much about it beforehand. Um, I'll worry about it when it happens so I can save my excitement for the actual debut and take in the moment that AJ Styles coming out at the Royal Rumble would be one hell of a moment. And I don't want to go in ruining that own, that moment right before it even happens by thinking, oh, great, AJ's here. Can't wait to see how they shit on him now. I'm a Bengals fan. Just to complete this circle, I don't get my hopes up for anything unless they be dashed. <laughs> I was really hoping my cousin AJ was going to win that game. Just so, I mean, it, say AJ, and, and we'll divulge into sports here for 30 seconds. Yeah, say, give, me, give me a chance to say my story of how I came to it, but you go ahead. Say AJ McCarron wins that game, and then Dalton is ready to come back next week. Are you uh, one of those who would say start AJ, he won you the game, or definitely start Dalton because he's the guy? If Dalton's at full strength and has his chemistry back, I say you go with with him only if he's made some miraculous comeback. Yeah, because he but wouldn't if, be. But if, if, AJ, he miss, if he misses a playoff game, he is not going to be full strength the next week. Correct. No, <laughs> funny, I'll, I'll, I'll divulge for my 30 seconds. I went to bed with two minutes in the third quarter thinking nothing was going to happen. Gave up. Looked bad. I'm out of here. They look like crap. Told my brother who was on a high from the Kansas City win because he is a Chiefs fan and they also broke their two-decade streak. He starts blowing up my phone. Tell me you're watching this. Tell me you did not go to bed. Tell me you didn't. I go, no, I went to bed. We're going to lose. No, turn it on. We've come back and we're in the lead. I was deep. I was recording it on my DVR, so I... Eventually it went back, but I'm watching it, and I turn it on right in time to see Jeremy Hill fumble. No, God. Here we go. Big Ben's going to drive down the field. And then it looked kind of hopeful that, you know, well, maybe we'll stop them, maybe we'll stop them. And then the hit came. And I go, great, no flag, no flag. And there was that two seconds where there's no flag, and then all of a sudden this yellow thing comes in. I just go, oh, damn it, here it comes. 
And then even worse, it's like another flag comes in while they're attending to the injured guy. And I just go, that's on us. It has to be on us. Chip shot. Devastation. Let's move on. (laughs) I would say everything in WWE right now is uh, almost in a holding pattern just because the Royal Rumble is the show where we really get the idea of what's going on. Um, but I do like that Brock Lesnar. It now is. Uh, it's now pretty much confirmed he'll be in the Royal Rumble. That Royal Rumble match is going to be pretty exciting. But what do you do to fill out the rest of the show? You give them motivation to be in that match and to want the title. That's what you do. Kind of like '92, and even in in that, if you watch the '92 and that string of video promos as to why these guys want the title, and they've been built up as guys. You think, even though they're mid-carters, the Jake the Snakes of the world, the Ted DiBiase's of the world who was on his way down, well, maybe they'll get in there and they'll ruin Hulk and Flair's moment, you know, for the title belt. Because that's who the whole build was around, was those two. And you had all these guys who could win. You suspend disbelief and you tell me that this legion of geeks that you had on stage watching, because the stars didn't have to be there, are legitimate Credible contenders, and you show me why. You show me that they're making backroom deals, that they're being devious, that they're trying to get other guys out of the Rumble in some way. You make that title and that match seem important. That's why I wanted a bounty on Roman in the room in the Rumble. To give some of those guys who are in wrestling for money, storyline-wise. A chance to go after the money then. You have things that make these guys want to be in there other than the fact that it's a match and you guys are expected to attend. That's all I would do. That's how I would fill it. I, I You know what? If you're putting AJ in, I'd even do vignettes of people. Do vignettes of people. How about that? Some film promos, things like that, telling me why. And not it's just a, the regular ones where I'm going to go on to WrestleMania yeah. after I win the Rumble and be the yeah. champion. Yay! No, show me what you're doing to get ready for the Rumble. Show me your training. Show me this. Show me that. Yeah, there's you have this giant film company at your disposal, pretty much. I do like uh, you know the storyline that Brock Lesnar, he wants his title back so bad that while he demanded a solo championship match, because he's still Brock Lesnar, he wants it one-on-one. He doesn't want to mess around with a whole bunch of geeks around him. He doesn't want to mess around with the chances that someone could ruin it for him. He wants to do it himself. Um, But he put that aside because he knows he wants the title back. And the quickest way to do that is to go in the Royal Rumble. So he's going to take out Roman Reigns, the guy who uh, has his championship, and he's going to win the match and get his championship back and then go on to WrestleMania and defend it. So I like the fact that they made Brock Lesnar wanting to be in that match make sense. Um, you know, well, that's which, funny because he wants the title so he can leave until WrestleMania like he does all the time. Yeah, but I, I don't care about in, in this case because he's working Fastlane. They announced last oh, week yeah. on Raw he's going to be at Fastlane. Oh, no, I bought the promo hook, line, and sinker. It was great. It, it, you know, I believe that out of him, especially asking for special treatment. That, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I, I believe it. It makes sense. So I, I like that aspect. Um, but I mean, what are they going to do? So we have the Royal Rumble match there. And mm-hmm. what are we going to do to fill out the rest of the show? Because we have most likely Charlotte and Becky Lynch. But what else do you put on the card for the Royal Rumble? You have guys work do double duty. You have uh, guys I, doing an assume... title. You have got a tag team title match. Those are all set up through this past raw for the most part so you think they would do dean ambrose and kevin owens in a one-on-one mm-hmm. you think uh what do they do with callisto 
Callisto defends against, you know, if not Del Rio again, because they just do that back and forth thing all the time. You know, it could it could end up be Callisto once gets his rematch clause at Royal Rumble when Del Rio wins the title tonight. And we would most likely get it looks to be an Usos and New Day. Correct. Match maybe of, maybe uh, you have kind. a Dudley's Wyatt's match again that fills time, even though we've seen it 800 times now. You know, you have options. You could make no, you could make guys that you want to look good in the Rumble look good in singles matches beforehand to give them, you know, and build that up as, oh, look, he, he beat this guy who's very talented. Imagine what he's going to do in the Rumble. A guy like Neville, who's small, who could use that kind of rub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have options here. Um, Finn Balor, who mm-hmm. is loving all of these rumors about the Bullet Club coming to WWE. He's I mean, having a bit of fun. If you're yeah. following Finn Balor on Twitter, I mean, tweet after tweet, he's having quite a bit of fun with this. Um, mm-hmm. He tweeted out today uh, a message, and he has, like, dolls. He has his uh, figure with his arm raised, Finn Balor's arm raised, and then little tiny, I don't know if they're paper mache or what these dolls are of some kind, but Mm -hmm. you got Tama Tonga in there, you got Carl Anderson, and you got Bad Luck Fale surrounding him. Uh, He is having quite a bit of fun. Didn't Bad Luck just re-sign for two years? Bad Luck Fale is staying in New Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bad Luck Fale is going to stay in New Japan, and you know what? Good. Yeah, I agree. Good for everyone involved. And I'm kind of thinking, like, if Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows weren't actually coming to WWE, I wouldn't mind that one bit. Like, it's exciting to see, like, roster jumps and whatnot. Um, but this this isn't a major roster jump. Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. These are, you know, Luke Gallows and Chad Allegra coming into WWE. Guys that are just guys. Guys, guys we've seen in Ring of Honor or Global Force or what have you. So the the... The guys who are in the quote unquote bubble know that they've been doing the rounds on the indie circuits all the time. So it's not special to them. And then to the people who don't follow that stuff, it's two guys they don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't see a group of fans where Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows coming in are excited about it, except for fellow wrestlers. Like that's the one group who would be excited about these guys going. Yeah, I mean, is is there a preeminent uh gallows and and anderson match that you can point to to your friends when you're trying to explain these two and say look at look at this awesome match that they did no 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 if you were if you were showing new japan to a uh a casual wwe fan like hey look at this company i watch and the show is four and a half hours uh mm-hmm. we'll just skip this dot gallows tag team match just to kind of save time right I mean, it's ESPN when they're showing a baseball game at three in the morning. That's we, not to say they're bad. Let, let's let's put the uh, let's put the disclaimer on there. We're not saying that they're bad. It's yeah. just they don't have a certain heat level in terms of excitement. Due to time constraints, we are going to skip ahead of the Doc Gallows match. <laughs> and that's what it is. Yano and the Briscoes. <laughs> yeah, the Briscoes are going back to New Japan Pro Wrestling to defend their uh, six-man tag team championships. Probably drop those championships to people who have re-signed new contracts. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think that's the move here for this pay-per-view is, okay, the raid's going on, let's circle the wagons and get all our titles back from anybody who might be leaving or have some sort of contract thing. Okay, good. And then get them all back. Mm-hmm. Get them all back. 
Um, and that's WWE for the week. I mean, it. this is one of those weeks where we're really ra- waiting for next week. We're waiting for the big stuff. We're waiting for the Royal Rumble match and we're, show. We're chasing a carrot on a treadmill. Yeah, but eventually mm-hmm. we're going to get that carrot. Oh, yeah. We're going to get it on Sunday the 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 23rd, Saturday, Evolve Pro Wrestling is running in Orlando. Okay. And Chad Gable and Jason Jordan are going to be there. In an appearance deal or a match? Signing autographs. Aha. Uh-huh. They're going to be there for an appearance at Evolve on the 23rd. Uh, this is the same team, by the way, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. If you were, uh, NXT is touring the Midwest this week. They're going to Wisconsin, Chicago, um, two shows in Chicago, actually. Uh, they are traveling this weekend. Chad Gable and Jason Jordan are not going to be there because they are going to India and they are going to work the WWE tour in India. So good for Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, even though all they're doing there is working the Indian wrestlers who they signed. Uh, so they probably put together matches at the performance center and they're going to have those practiced matches on the house shows there in India. So the Indians uh, can kind of get over love Preet who uh, you may know from breaking ground going to get some wins there. In Don't have WWE a problem with India. that. Have no problem with that. No problem with, put them with a couple guys, put them with a couple young guys that are going to make them look good in front of the audience in front yep. of the hometown fans. Get the Indian population excited for the network and whatnot. Yes. And, you may see this guy. Yeah. And it gives Gable and Jordan the chance to work together in front of a uh, unfamiliar crowd mm-hmm. know, traveling to India. So uh, in, it's in really good of, for in, all four of them. In front of main roster eyes who may talk them up. Absolutely. And give them the main roster payday for doing that tour as well, which yeah. is always a good thing. So a, a weird month for Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. But yeah, they're going to be at the Evolve show. You know who else is going to the Evolve show? You? No. Oh, okay. I will not be. Uh, William Regal is okay. going to make an appearance in front of the crowd at Evolve 54 on Saturday. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the off day because NXT has their TV tapings on Friday at the CFE Arena. Uh, and then you have Evolve on Saturday. So William Regal, Chad Gable, and Jason Jordan are all going to be at the Evolve show uh, as a, uh, a kind of a second win from when Sami Zayn went to Evolve. So let me the, ask you the, a relationship, about the, the yeah. relationship grows. Yeah, let me ask you a question about the card. Sure. Will, will Matthew Riddle be wrestling on this card? I don't believe he's on that show, no. Hmm, fascinating. Solomon Crow is, though. Not so fascinating. Sammy Callahan is going to wrestle Alan, uh, not Alan, Adam Page. Wow. Ethan Page. Sorry, Ethan, Ethan Page. Page. All, all ego Ethan Page. Yes, yes the former. Uh, yeah, all ego. Ethan Gabriel Owens. All ego mm-hmm. Ethan Page is going to be on that show with Solomon Crow and William Regal and all that. Uh, so that's okay. Evolve. Uh, yeah, crazy. I'm mean, a crazy weekend. It's amazing that this New Japan story and Shinsuke Nakamura coming in I mean, if that hadn't have happened, the craziest talent story this month would have been Chad Gable and Jason Jordan going to Evolve. Even yeah. just as an appearance, I mean, NXT stars appearing at an Evolve wrestling show uh, would have been the craziest story, but now it kind of pales very much in comparison uh, to the fact that Shinsuke freaking Nakamura might show up on Raw one day. It's chaos. <laughs> you know. Literally, it's, it's chaos. Just- Sting making the WWE Hall of Fame has headlined a pay-per-view and a, uh, you know, gotten a big-time WrestleMania payday. It is not in your eyes 
as in many other guys, not just you. I'm not going to single you out here. Not Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame worthy. Shinsuke Nakamura may get only get as high as NXT, and yet he's in the Hall of Fame. I find that that dichotomy interesting. Yeah. It was a, a little... Not, there's no agenda on that. That's just... To, no, to it say was... That's, that's wacky. If you're a Wrestling Observer follower, yeah, Shinsuke probably went in too early. Because yeah. this will be a guy who... Uh, who was great there, but's going to mm-hmm. come here and not even make it as far as Sin Cara, maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, it, same with, like, La Parca being on the ballot despite the WCW run. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. All I know is Sting was awesome, and Sting was why I uh, kept following WCW. So, mm-hmm. go Sting! That, that was a strong video package. I thought they were very, very nice. They're good. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame. He'll be the... Uh, the number one guy in the Hall of Fame this year, uh, maybe Eric Bischoff, maybe uh, the Freebirds, maybe Undertaker, maybe uh, probably not. No, because if Undertaker goes in, he's the headliner. Yeah, yeah. So but he's they may not announce going him. In. They may announce him last if there's if tickets aren't selling. Yeah, if tickets are going to sell, okay. It's it's WrestleMania weekend. They're going to sell out. Got it. They're not going to have a problem selling tickets to that event. They might have a problem selling tickets to WrestleMania, but they're not going to have a problem with the uh, Hall of Fame. If anything, uh, the Hall of Fame is probably going to be the first thing to sell out. So, yeah, I mean, good for them. Good for Sting going into the Hall of Fame. Steve Austin Mm -hmm. and The Rock. WrestleMania 19, Safeco Field. This is match number 49 in our top 100 countdown. The best matches on WWE Network to see before you die. This wasn't the main event. It was like the semifinal on the show, but it was Steve Austin's last match. This is why it's memorable. It will forever go down as Steve Austin's last match. Almost 13 years ago, this happened, and people are still wondering if Steve Austin will re- ever wrestle again. Not likely. Um, the Rock and Steve Austin, Jeff, uh, memories when you first lived through this match and now on the rewatch, what did you think about it? This is more your history than mine. Really, in, in terms of things, because I'm, you know, it's just not a, I mean, I think a lo- like a lot of people, I, you know, it, it was big in WWE land, but wasn't that big to me necessarily. And of course, nobody was expecting it to be Steve Austin's last match, uh, which came as a shock to a lot of people, I think. Um, yeah, I don't believe it was, I mean, it was rumored that, hey, this could be it. He might be taking some time off, but I don't think the finality uh, you know, that this would actually be his last match ever was something that most people were thinking about at the time. I believe uh, I believe he didn't even leak it to WWE Brass until rather late in the game, perhaps even that weekend. Yeah, because, I mean, they wrote him in. They did non-wrestling stuff for uh, for a while. Yeah, because he was out eight months. Was that uh, now? Now, help me on my timeline. Was he out eight months because of a injury or was that when he walked out because of the Brock? Thing? This was the walkout. Okay. Yeah, so Steve Which, Austin Steve Austin came back at No Way Out the month prior to beat up right. Eric Bischoff. Right. Which makes the commentary of Jim Ross all the more fascinating when you hear about, well, The Rock left to do movies. Steve Austin would never leave the WWE. <laughs> it was interesting, yeah, because Steve Austin had just come back from walking out because he wanted to, uh, to not lose to Brock Lesnar as Vince McMahon wanted. So he right. walked out due to creative differences. Um had a uh, had a lot of ill will towards WWE and WWE had ill will towards them. Uh, Cause you look at both of these guys, we start with Steve Austin. 
Steve Austin had walked out of WWE um, over the course of the last year because he didn't want to lose to Brock Lesnar. What happens to start this program, though, going into WrestleMania, they didn't just say, okay, here's Steve Austin, here's The Rock, here are the two biggest names of the last five years of WWE, and we're going to put them in a match at WrestleMania. What got this match going was the fact that Steve Austin at Raw X, the 10th anniversary of Raw, won the Superstar of the Decade Award. And Vince McMahon came out, accepted the award for him, said Steve Austin wasn't invited to this deal because this happened before No Way Out. Steve Austin's not invited, takes the award, goes. So Steve Austin wasn't even back yet, winning the Superstar of the Decade Award. And then The Rock comes back. The Rock, who had been off making movies, uh, after losing the championship to Brock Lesnar, takes his time off, comes back at No Way Out, and does the rematch with Hulk Hogan where he screws Hulk Hogan, and that's where Sylvain Grenier shows up as the heel ref. So you have The Rock coming back as a clear-cut bad guy. Mm-hmm. You have Steve Austin coming back as a good guy who fought the machine. Right. And The Rock is unhappy that he was not awarded the Superstar of the Decade Award. Right. And that He'll- is how this program for WrestleMania begins. The Rock is upset. He thinks he's the big star. Steve Austin uh, is not anymore. And we have Steve Austin versus The Rock build up to WrestleMania 19. And let's prove it on the biggest stage of all time because you've never beaten me at WrestleMania. That's right. Type of thing. And I also think we need to backtrack slightly and then we'll move on. Steve Austin didn't, according to him, and, and we'll use that disclaimer, according to him, he did not mind losing to Brock Lesnar. It was just the way that creative decided to just do it on a hot shot right. raw right, with no right, right. build in Atlanta, correct? It was kind of a combination. He didn't want to lose to him because he didn't think Brock was the person to beat him, but also that, yes, it was going to be quick. It was going to be on TV and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that should have happened. Right. Okay. It wasn't creatively acceptable to Steve Austin. And then for those looking for context, this is when the rock in terms of his movie career, this is when he had just done Scorpion King, correct? He had been gone for a while to do that one or or was this, or was this was Scorpion? Or was this a little bit after that with like the get shorty? Uh, no, I don't think we got there uh, yet. Okay. I think it was Scorpion King. He was still kind All of right. going along. Uh, Which wasn't that big of a hit, but was a WWE financed in some way project. So they were building up as a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but you have. Okay, so we get to the match now. Yes. And of course, it's at Safeco, Safeco Field. And this was a pretty big rivalry in far as WrestleMania. I mean, Steve Austin had won the previous matches. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Rock is coming back mm-hmm. um, right out of the gate. Before anything even happens, I mean, the crowd is going nuts. Yeah. The heat for this match is insane just by these two staring off at each other, Steve Austin and The Rock. And it felt like a, I mean, this was a major deal, no matter what the buildup was. The same thing happened the year before with Rock and Hogan. The buildup sucks. It doesn't matter. You get to the show and here you have The Rock and Hogan in the ring. Now you have The Rock and Austin in the ring. And you know what? This is some big time shit. We got to pay attention. Yeah, and and this is one of the major pluses of going to a city where you don't usually have a big big time event at times, and and Safeco was was ready for this kind of thing, and uh, yeah, and he, even so, there were you know everybody's watching it, thinking it's a big deal, and and they're noticing Austin's ring gear with the OMR on there, and going, well, what's that? Okay, because I remember watching this and and having someone ask what that was, and I said I had no idea what it is. At the time, and then we come out uh, favored that that one more round is that what it was? One more run, one more round. Yep. 
one more round to kind of signify that this is it for him. It was a little Easter egg for for everybody, and we didn't even know it. Yeah, it, and, it was his goodbye. Yeah. I mean, he comes back to beat up Eric Bischoff, so what? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, really his return after all this chaos, mm-hmm. all he does is lose to The Rock. Yeah. And then he's done. And he, he went out his own way. And he goes out. I mean, because this match starts off with The Rock and Steve Austin just brawling right away. I mean, Steve Austin, right. the bell rings, and Steve Austin starts punching him, giving him the haymakers. They dip to the outside. They're brawling all around the ring for the next several minutes. And then they get back in the ring. And once they get back in the ring, all of a sudden it's, okay, here is now where we trade finishers for the next 10. Well, it's also important to note that that the the tide of the match or the, this match went from being the uh, the, the, the brawling fest as, as the way that they do brawl fest in here to when The Rock put on Steve Austin's vest. Yes. And decided yes. he was kind of doing an homage act. <laughs> As I kind of wrote my notes, oh, look, they're doing their homage to ACH versus Kenny Omega from PWG. <laughs> it's just, but, yeah. it, it's the most entertaining thing, because I'm not even saying all that is a bad thing. Like, they get yeah. out, they do the brawling aspect, which they do in their title matches. I mean, that's what The Rock and Steve Austin always did. They would take it outside, they would brawl around mm-hmm. the ring. Right. Um, you get back in the ring, you have The Rock wearing Steve Austin's vest, so now he's kind of like the cocky guy where, you know, I got control of this guy, Steve Austin's done, I'm just going to keep whipping him. Well, it uh, becomes pure, pure... Uh, tribute act. He becomes Steve Austin, and Austin becomes The Rock. Yeah, he he. I mean, the Steve Austin goes for a stunner. The Rock catches his foot, flips him off, spins him around, gives him his own stunner, and the crowd yep. goes crazy. This was also a case where you know The Rock was the clear cut bad guy here, but around the time where he gives Austin the stunner, people are just cheering for the match. Like they're cheering yeah. everything. They're cheering Austin. They're cheering Rock. They know that they came to WrestleMania for a big time match, a big time moment. And these two were delivering all of their money's worth right here. Yeah, they were playing the hits. And this was this not only were they happy for the match, they're happy to have Rock back. This is his Hollywood Rock persona. While he's still a bad guy and healing on the audience, they, you know, it's like flair. They can't help but cheer him. I think before the even the the rock stone cold or the rock uh stunner, uh Austin hit the rock bottom to start this whole thing. Yeah, they they trade not only their own finishers, but they trade each other's finishers. Yes. And a funny moment during the match when they are brawling on the outside, they're going towards the SmackDown announce table, Mm -hmm. Michael Cole and Taz, uh, because this was during the brand split. Uh, So you are having the separate announcers. They go towards Michael Cole and Taz's table, and The Rock and Steve Austin are brawling around that table. They're brawling on the table, and in the background for a moment, you can see Taz just like, oh, God, why did it have to be our table? (laughs) Well, because the Spanish announce table, they they made mention of this on the commentary, had been taken out with uh, Hugo Sabinovich, had been taken out during the uh, McMahon-Hogan bloodbath. So it had to be the SmackDown That's right. This WrestleMania was fun, man. It had the Roddy Piper return. It had Hogan and Vince. You had Jericho Michaels. Jericho Michaels, which was uh, probably the best match on the show overall. You had the main event to look forward to with Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle, which I know going in, I was really excited for because I had bought into the hype at the time of Kurt Angle saying this is going to be the best wrestling match ever. Like, I had bought into the hype, and I was really yeah. hyped for it. Um, you had, obviously, Mad Max star Nathan Jones mm-hmm. coming out to help The Undertaker. Oh, just a crazy show. Oddly um, enough, you being geeked about this match as much as you have been in this recap makes me remember it far more fondly than I was watching it earlier today. I was just kind of going through the motions today, right. watching the match, going, okay, this is okay. It's okay. Whatnot. And and now you're like, you're like, man, this was great. I love this. I was so excited for this WrestleMania. I'm like, 
yeah, it was pretty good. Get over your cynicism, you but dumbass. It was, you know? it was really good. And like the year before, because we had set up ourselves to know what a rock WrestleMania match with a big time star was going to be at this point. You right. have the match prior with Hulk Hogan. That was not a good wrestling match. Not at all. But it was some of the greatest WrestleMania memories you'll ever have. Yeah, with Vince coming over bloody looking. At, yeah, no, that no, no that, not, that, and, not that match. Not, not Hogan match. and Vince. Sorry, I meant the match the year prior with the Rock oh, and yeah. Hogan. The two, the two, where they do the stare down, and they look yes. at the crowd, and they look back, and it's a moment. Yes, you know, it's just thing. yeah. Take in the fifteen minutes that these two guys are going to be in the ring together as a once in a lifetime thing, and it's great. But I mean, to your point too. Yes, Vince and Hogan was kind of like that too. Like they're not going to go out there and have the best wrestling match, but it's Vince McMahon and freaking Hulk Hogan in the ring at WrestleMania. Well, it goes back to what Regal said on uh, Table for Three. You're never remembered for having that great match necessarily. You're remembered for certain moments within those matches, and and that's what a lot of these were. Especially now that you think about this being Austin's last match, you you, you really are far more. Because you're going to remember the moments that happen. I mean, that's that's why, you know, in sports, it's the same thing. You remember the game-winning home run. You remember the last-second shot from Michael Jordan. You, don't, <laughs> you remember the flags being thrown on your team and blowing them. <laughs> you remember Vontae's perfect getting kicked out for three games. You remember the moments, and that's why people feel that hockey will never surpass any of these sports because hockey doesn't have those types of moments that the other sports do. Well, wrestling's the same thing. I mean, I don't think there's anyone who can go back and praise a match. Like I loved the Royal Rumble 2015 main event, uh, not the Rumble match, but the three-way title match. I love that match. Yeah. I could not tell you, you know, move for move what happened during that match. I could not go back and recite what happened during that match. I don't think anyone who watches some of the big New Japan pro wrestling matches, the, the Wrestle Kingdom big events, they can't tell you exactly what happened in the match. They can tell you the story around the match and the big moments, but you don't remember the exact match. So if you're someone who wants to be remembered, you want to make sure you go out and do those moments. Yeah. You shouldn't like, be caring about how great your match is going to be. You got to have moments. Yeah. You got to build to a moment and then hit it. Like, you know, I'll take two, two other matches this past year that at least I love, you know, both the Sasha Bailey, Sasha Bailey matches. You remember the reverse Rana and you remember the moment when Sasha took, Izzy's headgear in the Iron Man match and yes. just healed on the crowd. You remember those things. I can't tell you everything that happened in that match, but I can remember those two things because they were big and they were, you know, they they were the moments in those matches that, that you know, are going to be talked about. Yeah, I mean, Roman Reigns here. People were disappointed. You, I think, were one who was disappointed that Roman Reigns won the title on a, uh, you know, on a, on a TLC show. Mm -hmm. You know, on the non WrestleMania, you got to have that big moment. Yeah. Um, you know, no one's saying that Roman Reigns has to have a five star classic match. He's just got to win the title and make that moment seem big. I mean, do you remember? Yeah. But do you remember the moment he won the title? Do you remember the moment that Sheamus kicked him in the face? I remember. No, I remember the moment that Sheamus kicked him in the face. Yeah. And then, okay. and then you yeah. remember, uh, you know, Roman Reigns finally getting the championship. Back, yeah. Like, but. like if Roman had won the match at WrestleMania against Brock, we'd all remember that. That's why I always keep pointing to, I think the moment's going to be the confetti falling around him and him holding up the title belt. That's yeah. what I've always thought would make him a star. So that's why I always push for that because I know that's what they want too. So, I mean, yeah, moments, moments define things more than move for move stuff, even though, you know, I love New Japan as much as the next guy. I can't, I can't tell you anything about last year's, you know, 
Kota Ibushi Nakamura match in terms of moves, 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 other than I really enjoyed the hell out of it. And the moment in this one was Steve Austin falling to the rock, the rock bottom, the rock finally getting this big WrestleMania win over Steve Austin. And then the rock leaves after a couple uh, moments of celebration and Steve Austin makes the slow walk back up the ramp. Uh, done, done as a pro wrestler, uh, leaving Safeco field, having had his yeah. final, final match. He got the veteran goodbye, the, 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 the walk alone because rock respected that and knew it was his final match. So he left to give him the spotlight holding his neck and having Jim Ross talk about what a great warrior Steve yeah. Austin was. And then we get that memory to leave him by. And the smartest thing Steve ever did was not come back for another match because that last moment you're going to remember. Anything after that, you'll be Mick Foley. Yep. Or Flair. Or these other guys who continually went back on what was supposedly their shining moment. And, you know, it it lessened that moment in historical context. It's just, you go back and watch this match. Go watch. I would suggest watching WrestleMania 19 from start to finish one day if you could. It's a, if you have it's the a time. fascinating. It's a fascinating. It's a super fascinating pay-per-view, a super fascinating WrestleMania, but yes, Steve Austin fan or not, Steve Austin and the Rock is a big-time WWE match and you can mm-hmm. spend 20 minutes watching it. and the match went 17 minutes and it was very quick. I mean, I was looking at the time for this match thinking, okay, Steve Austin's hurt. They've done the brawling right away. I bet this match goes 10 to 12 minutes. I thought I think they just do their stuff and get out of there. Because I don't remember it being super long, but that's a great thing about this match is that it doesn't feel super long ever. I mean, The Rock captivates you. Steve Austin captivates you. uh, Go watch it for 20 minutes. You will not be disappointed. Don't wear out your welcome. Don't swerve and twist and turns too much more than necessary. Tell a straight answer. 17 minutes. You don't really need much more to tell a good match unless it has that time restraint on it. Like you're doing a 60 man Iron Man or a 30 man Iron Man, or you're doing something that requires that time. You can tell a good story in 17 minutes, get out of there and have it be fondly remembered. There you go. You should be thankful, Jeff. Because you know the next match? Because I'm looking at it and I'm just going, ooh. (laughs) Because the next match is Hogan and the Warrior. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania 6 is match number 40, uh, what, 8 on our 40. top 100 countdown. So we You're are correct. going towards the second half of our top 100 with Hogan and Warrior uh, mm-hmm. that we are going to talk about next week on our Royal Rumble preview show. Oh, yes. Uh, next week, the Royal Rumble preview, we are going to be joined by a guest helping us uh, preview this show. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Wrestling Inc. is going to come on and talk uh, some Royal Rumble predictions with us. Oh, cool. Excellent. Yeah, so he will be on the show uh, next week, uh, next Tuesday, to talk about Royal Rumble. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Jeff is at CrapGame13. Voicesofwrestling.com slash STR is the website. And you can follow us online on YouTube at voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube for all of our post-pay-per-view shows where we will be back for the Royal Rumble as well. So we're going to talk about all the craziness from the Royal Rumble live after that event on YouTube on a video show. Uh, That is all I have for this week, Jeff. You should also be thankful that your Bengals are not moving to Los Angeles because it looks as if like the Chargers and the Rams are. Well, they almost did move. Originally, they were originally slated before they got the uh, stadium deal. Can you imagine you know AJ, AJ McCarron in L.A.? I could have season tickets and have friends come join me 
and not hopefully I not have to think about uh, Joey Porter coming out on the field and starting fights with my mentally defective team. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.